Hi everyone, and welcome to the 158th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hi guys. How's it going, man? I'm very exhausted. I can imagine. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's a, been while. a long. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been, you know, busy with not just work, but, you know, personal life and yeah. and all Lots that. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm sorry I missed the last couple of podcasts, you know, especially during the times where there were some juicy news coming out of it, you know? Yeah. Well, no worries. We got some more juicy news to talk about this episode. Uh, I, I will say, though, I got, I got some, some juicy news in my uh, personal gaming life related juicing news Ooh, do tell i got a new game console i went is this to what I, I think it is <laughs> it might be i got an xbox one x why yes and not only true not only did i get an xbox one x but i got a japanese xbox one x i am probably the only human in existence to have a japanese xbox one x but you still haven't answered the question. Why? Oh, so the answer is... so. The, okay, so I have two reasons. First reason is Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out. And turns out on Xbox One X, Red Dead Redemption 2 runs at a native 4K. Wow. Whereas on PlayStation 4 Pro, st- still great, still above 1080p. But it is running at a so the the vertical resolution is twenty one sixty, I believe. Yeah, twenty one sixty. So that's the vertical resolution, which is the same vertical resolution as four K. But the horizontal resolution is not thirty two whatever it's supposed to be thirty two sixty. I don't even know. The horizontal resolution is nineteen twenty. You know, just like a 1080p resolution. So basically, the resolution you get on PS4 Pro is actually half of 4K. But for the remaining pixels, what they do with that is they do a checkerboard rendering to use, you know, several frames jittered together to make a full 4K image on PS4 Pro. So what that ends up giving you is. It's going to be a picture that's better than 1080p, but a little bit, you know, a little bit blurrier than what you would get in a native 4K presentation. So I figured, you know what? I got a pretty, pretty cool TV, like literally probably one of the best TVs you can get right now, OLED TV. Might as well get something that's really, you know, going to put it through, put it through its paces. You know, something something nice. So that's why I got it initially. The other reason is... Churro, I got a sneaking suspicion. What's that? The Kingdom Hearts 3 might run best on Xbox One X. What? I, you know, I, I believe it. You know, but like everybody's all, you know, not with, down with the Xbox when it comes I to know. Kingdom Hearts. I know, and I get it, and I get not wanting to play Xbox or not wanting to play Kingdom Hearts three on an Xbox One X controller. I get that, but here's my thing. Here's my here's I'm put, putting on my my tinfoil hat. We're gonna get into conspiracy theory territory. Why I think it's gonna run best on Xbox One X, despite Xbox not really being a thing out here. So at Microsoft's. E3 2018 presentation. What game did they happen to have there before Sony? Bum, bum, bum. They had Kingdom Hearts 3. Bum, bum, bum. They yes, also, they did. Yeah, they also had uh, Dead, or, Dead or Alive, or not Dead or Alive, uh, Devil May Cry 5, which sort of tells me that um, Phil Spencer made made true on his word. Because he said he said a while back, basically that he did a tour around Japan, visiting several Japanese studios, trying to secure deals. I think this might have been one of those deals. He also said something to the to the effect that and things are gonna look best on Xbox One X, just like this next title. And then he shows Kingdom Hearts three. So that's that one was, of the things that, was a that big I believe. Surprise. Yeah, 
That's one of the, that's one of the things that makes me believe that. Also, we never even talked about this, but according to Digital Foundry, the E3 trailers happened to run at a native 4K. What? Native 4K? And E3 trailer? Yes, sir. Native 4K. And what I think is, my sneaking suspicion is, the native 4K footage comes from either an Xbox One X or a PC. <laughs> like a like a debug build. I mean, on a I PC. mean the Xbox, I mean, I don't doubt it because the Xbox One X is actually a powerful machine. So, oh, yeah. You know, of course it's going to run, you know, better than a PS4 Pro. Yeah, and it's it's not even like like a a secret why the Xbox One X literally costs way like $100 more than a PS4 Pro. That's first. It's $100 more. It also came out later, like by several months. So, it, there is no secret why this console is a more powerful console. You know, it's definitely a case of you get what you pay for. Like it, it, this is not like uh you know th- th- this is a matter of fact and uh it, it's not a matter of you know just snake oil or whatever you know this is this is a legit thing you can see it it, it, it does look better but the only thing that i would say just to caution people out there if you do not have a 4k tv don't bother there's no point unless you have a 4k tv don't bother and even if you do have a 4K TV, unless you have a real a, a real ass 4K 4 4K TV, don't even bother. And what I mean that is, there's actually like Churro. I don't know if you know this, but there are these TVs out there that uh, we in the know call 4K. 4K. 4K, as in F A U X 4K, not 4K. These TVs have this technique called like four four two two pull down or something i don't know it's something weird where basically it does have a normal 4k amount of pixels on the screen but only for luminance that means for black and white for color data it is still 1080p and they just blend the 1080p color over top of the 4K black and white. That is 4K. Wow. That is the kind of TV I had prior to the current TV that I have, which is true 4K. So I would say, just as a fair warning, if you got a 4K TV as a steal, as a good deal, there is a high chance you do not have a real 4K TV. Just saying. PSA. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. So just just letting you know. So if you have one of those TVs or if you have an older 1080p TV, I would say personally, don't even worry about it. Stick with your your base PS4. Maybe not base Xbox One. Because, man, the base Xbox One has not aged well. It does not look good. So just fair warning anyway let's move along for you new folks kingdom hearts unit is part of the podcast series called final fantasy and kingdom hearts union and is presented by the gaming union network we release every tuesday rotating each week with final fantasy union and we come out on the itunes store kingdomheartsunion.com and kingdom hearts union's twitter which is at cage union and we have a two-segment show today we have news and we have questions in the way of announcements as always, if you guys like the show, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We have Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine on Twitter. Joseph Robertson, who is at Pokemon Trainer J. Lewis James. Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith. Nahika Blaui. Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson. Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero. Mike. Chris Morales, Ishbel Ayala, who's at Red Beppers on Twitter, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Vita Nitas, Michael Graham, and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We got Rob Porter at ScoreTBRT1, Thorn Bolin at Massacre23, Tobias Kepi at The Tobias Kepi, Zach Toronto at Z Toronto58, Tori Patrick, 
Chris Pope at Dr. Pope 181, Miles Ribbons, Muhammad Quayam, David Calro, Rachel Casterson at Ubra Yun Ray, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Zelda Clone, Apes at Apes Type Novels, and Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. And be a part of the show! Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And the deep dive stream continues onward. We are at twitch.tv slash khunion. Our next stream will be... Oh man, I didn't even update the the, the outline. It's going to be on Friday, the November 9th at... I don't even know what time it's going to be at. Probably 8 p.m. Eastern time. For real this time, though. Because I think... I think... Didn't you guys just have uh, Daylight Savings? Or not Daylight Savings. Standard Time come back? Uh, that's this this tonight. Oh, this tonight. Uh, man, I don't even know anymore. The, this whole time zone difference thing is very confusing for me. But okay. So probably 8 p.m. Eastern Time, November 9th. Be there or be Square Enix. Last stream, though. Oh, my goodness. So, the the stream prior to this, we started Aqua. This last stream, we finished Aqua. I did it in two streams. It was not easy, but we did do it. But, there's a caveat. There's a little asterisk. We did not do the secret episode. Uh-oh. So, the plan is... Next stream... We're going to do Recoded. We're moving on. We're going to watch Recoded. Knock that out one stream. Recoded. One and done. This is uh, this is going to be our Recoded Endurance stream. <laughs> maybe, maybe for that one I should have like a face cam and just be like all my cringes. <laughs> Can I make it? Yeah, this? you'll make it. You'll be fine. Oh, man. Can I make it through this movie? So we're going to do that. After that. We are in full-blown Dream Drop Distance mode. HD version. We're going to knock out Dream Drop Distance. Once we've gotten through that, then I was thinking maybe we should do back cover. Because I I know 0.2 should probably come after that, but I was thinking doing back cover instead. Because remember, Churro, how we were, like, really complaining really bad how... The the intro of 0.2 is literally just a spoiler from back cover and has yeah. absolutely no purpose. So mm-hmm. let's just watch back cover because it doesn't matter. Sounds good. So Okay, so Dream Drop Distance, back cover, and then for the last stream, I guess, what it's going to be is we're going to do the Birth by Sleep secret episode, which technically is 0.1. And we're going to do 0.2. Knock it out. All in one shot. Because, like, I, I, I checked online. The secret episode is only, like, 40 minutes long. Like, it's not that long. And then back cover, like, that's, like, what, three hours? So, you know, put that together. It's about four hours. That's a stream. That's a normal stream length. So we'll do that. And that'll be our last Kingdom Hearts game that we need to do. To get us ready for Kingdom Hearts 3. So hopefully that that we can accomplish that all in good time. So uh yeah, definitely be there. November 9th, that'll be the next stream. We'll we'll do uh, a one and done on recoded and then move on to uh Dream Drop Distance. I gotta say, Churl, personally, yeah. out of all the games that you know are being played through this uh live stream series the one i have been waiting to play the most has been dream drop distance because i feel like that game has some of the best slash possibly most underrated gameplay in the series and then also the best slash probably underrated story content in the series it's some of my favorite like that game definitely is you know originally a handheld game but if you look at the story it doesn't care it doesn't act like it's just a handheld game that thing acts like it's a full-blown sequel to a kingdom hearts game and that's because it is you know just like birth by sleep story acts like it's you know a sequel to the series 
Notice I said sequel and not prequel. Birth by Sleep is not a prequel. You have to play prior games to fully understand it. That makes it not a, a sequel. Okay, I'm getting off my it's soap. A, it's a prequel sequel. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a sequel. <laughs> I don't C-prequel. know. They they said that uh, what was that? Borderlands. They had that game called the pre sequel. It's kind of like that. Anyway, moving on. Let's go to the news. So yay, our, yay! Our first bit of news is that there was a big event, kind of, but not really that big in Italy called the Luca Comic and Games. 2018 event. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Yeah, Churro, have you heard of Luca Comic and Games? Yes, because uh, okay. there was a panel for 2.8 last uh, two years ago, actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, Hashimoto least... was there again. That's why okay. you unveiled the uh, 2.8 information. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so uh, Shinji Hashimoto went there. He had a panel there about Kingdom Hearts three. Showed off a lot of a lot of videos relating to things like. Uh, you know, mini games, uh, the gummy ship, and the biggest video that he showed was a new but tiny trailer for Tangled, which we That's haven't surprising. really seen. Yeah, we haven't really seen it like covered all that much uh, in the past uh, few years. So it's pretty nice to finally see it get like even more showing, especially in in English. And that's the big thing is that this trailer was actually fully in English. Both Flynn Rider and Rapunzel got got speaking parts, so finally got to hear him. Chero, do you think that was Mandy Moore? Um, I mean, I haven't really heard her voice in quite some time, so yeah. I can't tell you one way or another that's going to be her. I do. I have seen the responses about the trailer, and it seems like it's leaning more towards the favor of it is her returning. Because, okay. you know, you can't have Rapunzel without many more, and you can't have Flynn Rider without, you know, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi, yeah. I, I'm in the camp of, I don't think it's her, but I think whoever the sound-alike is, is a good sound-alike. So that's that's my opinion, but I could probably be wrong. I'm usually wrong about these sorts of things, but that's my guess. Uh, I'll also point out that when they did announce uh, a lot of the returning Disney voice cast. Uh, they mentioned yeah. Zachary Levi, and they didn't mention Mandy Moore. So, just pointing that out. Also, it was it's either a they didn't get her, or b that they were still trying to work with her for a contract. Yeah, yeah it could it could be a lot of things. That's true. So, so that's uh, that was a really you know short trailer, but also a really good trailer. I also really love the um, the nobody that uh, they showed. Um, basically, it's Marluxia's nobody. We've seen it before. But we actually got to see it a lot more close up this time, and like, just like man, the animation was so cool. It's like swirling yeah, around, it like is, a... you know, because last time we saw it was like, uh, jump, uh, no, it was yeah, it was Jump Festa. Yeah, no, wait, it was no, wait, it was D two three. Yeah, it's been Back a in, while. Uh, two, it was D two three twenty fifteen because Japan did it in November that year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Uh... Yeah, it's it has been a, a a while since we've seen it, but man, it just looks so much better now. Actually, a lot a lot of footage that we've seen in prior trailers got revisited here, and it also happens to look a lot better than it and than it has in the past. So it's just like that was also like a really nice thing to see from this trailer is all the progress that has been made over the years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the one unique thing about you know them showing off stuff like this is like it may look good like the first time we've seen it like years ago but then once they they actually go back and re you know repolish it and it's like wow yeah you know just when you thought it couldn't get any better it does get better yeah i would say especially i would say probably the biggest like improvement in my opinion was the first shot from the trailer of sora donald and goofy first uh walking into the gorge where uh rapunzel's tower is and saurus is like whoa look at that like that shot is so well animated compared to the original where it was just very plain like they were just walking like very plain like it it looked like it was like their default walk animation pretty much like there wasn't really much to it but this one they're like actually like crawling in and like 
it looks really dynamic and well animated like like that really was really impressive to me and uh yeah i'd also say that uh not that sora has a lot of <laughs> a lot of voice clips in this uh trailer in fact i think he has literally one that one line was actually really well executed so props to Haley Joel Osment you still got it hopefully you know you can sustain that for the whole game but we'll see uh, I, I've got I've got newfound uh hope for Haley Joel Osment on this uh on this game so it will probably be a long game so yeah so we'll have to see how it goes over the course of the game um so yeah, other than that, um, I guess like also in the Japanese version, the Japanese cut of the trailer, there was also a shot from a later area of the game where they're in a, uh, I think it's like a like a lumber thing, like a lumber yard, but there's like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a desert area that has this like water thing and a windmill, or not a windmill, what is that, a water wheel one of those things i don't know they, no, they, i haven't seen got, the japanese part yet they, oh so that they, they, there's a different cut of the trailer it's a very quick cut have you seen uh the tangle movie Jiro? when i was on disney one time <laughs> okay well yeah it was it's basically a, an area from the middle of the movie where there's like a little like water chase scene and um yeah it's, it's basically from that area the only thing that i don't like about that area which is a fixable thing, but I don't know if they'll do anything about it. And actually, it's also something I didn't like about the um, the Rapunzel Tower area. This is getting a little technical. But the indirect lighting of the scene is colored this like weird, desaturated, dingy green color. It's kind of like kind of like the color you'd use if this was like a zombie game like not this happy-go-lucky bright beautiful wonderland sort of area like okay yeah so it would be nice and this is actually a really easy fix and something you could do in unreal engine 4 so this is uh this is the the what would brandon do if he had control over kingdom hearts in unreal engine 4 segment Uh, so this is what i do real simple I would I'm assuming they're using a skylight in there of some sort. Unreal Engine 4, most recent version, allows you to not only uh use a capture of the scene to generate your skylight, but you can also color the lower hemisphere of the cube map. And you can color it anything you want. And this is what I would do. I would make sure real simple. I make sure that the top hemisphere of the cube map would be a nice blue sky, nice blue sky color, sky blue. Bottom of the hemisphere for the t- for the Rapunzel Tower area, I would make it either green like the grass, so that it would look like a bounce light from the grass, or I would do it kind of like a pale, like purplish color to kind of like hint at more bounce light from the sky, maybe. For the uh, more desert area, same idea. Blue top hemisphere, bottom hemisphere of the cube map is going to be like a, a, a bright orangish, like a you know kind of like a uh, a clay rock texture, almost like almost like what you see in like uh, Grand Canyon, that kind of a color, so that you get a nice orange bounce from the. Uh, bounce light you know the sun hits the rocks and then it bounces up and it hits things so the color of that light would be orange not a green dark zombie color all right that's the end of (laughs) that's the end of my rant basically that's how it makes it plenty more where that came from too there'll be plenty more where that came from but that's 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 my little rant again not a finished game again you know still it's still got time not a lot but it still has time so we'll see how it goes anyway moving on from there um so that's been pretty much the the luca game stuff churro is there anything else from that uh conference you want to highlight i mean not really it seemed like a simple you know thing for the kingdom hearts fans to you know participate in and 
Yeah. You know, get an opportunity to hear, you know, possibly behind the scenes things, you know, kind of like how the launch events did for us. Yeah. Back so. in back in years ago. So I think it was I think it was really neat for them to actually go out there and do it, you know. Yeah. They didn't have was, to, but they yeah. they they did. Was this the event that I kept seeing all those uh photos of the the giant keyblade that was outside? Was this that event? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. So that that's Yeah, cool. then they had then they had like a they had like this little passport yeah. And then when you open it up, it has like a picture of Sora and his name, and then it has different worlds. And then, and then from there, you can go to like different worlds in real life. You can go like there's like a sled, you know, for for you know Arendelle. Then they have like a you know a ship yeah. thing for you know pirates. You know, then it's like a little city thing for uh, Big Hero Six. So it's kind of like a little world tour type of thing. They yeah. did, which was really neat. And and um, yeah, they did a good job. They, they they did a fantastic job of doing all that. You know, they could have did the same thing they did with everything else, you know, like uh it's definitely like they did with the Andy's room. Yeah, it's kinda seems like like over the course of the marketing cycle, they've just been like putting a lot of budget into making all these props and they've just been like bringing them to all these events and they keep collecting more props. It's like we got new keyblades we got new things to represent Big Hero Six now, and Arendelle, and like uh, Tangle stuff or whatever, and like now we got a giant Keyblade, and like so many different things. It's like it's it's pretty cool. Like I don't know what they're gonna do with that Keyblade, Churro. What do you think they're gonna do with the Keyblade after all this? Do you think they're gonna destroy it or maybe display it somewhere? Where would they even put it? They can't even display it anywhere, so it's yeah. probably gonna be. It's, it's so they're probably massive. Gonna have to destroy it. Yeah, that's sad. I wish they would, like, I don't know. I don't even know where they put it. Like, it's too big to fit in their office. That's for sure. That thing is huge. I mean, the only thing I could think of is, like, what, you put it at at one of the cafes? But, like, the cafes are tiny. Like, they're they're, they're not big enough to fit a Keyblade inside. And then outside, forget about it. Like, there's no room in Japan for that stuff, so... Maybe they could like send it to uh, the the American office. <laughs> just put it at the one in uh, El Segundo, at that square annex. Just put it outside the office. Outside the office, so that when people land at LAX, they can see it. It's like, oh, it's a big old keyblade. Oh, you know where would be a good place for it? Flipping uh, Disney. Put it at Disneyland. They don't want it. They're <laughs> just like, we don't want this eyesore. What is this? What is this anime crap? Get this out of here. Oh man, this ain't Mickey Mouse. This ain't no this ain't my this ain't my Mickey Mouse. Get this out of here. Oh well, too bad. So anyway, uh moving on from there, uh wanna comment real quick on a interesting a short video that was also published by Square Enix around Halloween. Their Halloween tweet was sort of talking about how Sora has all these various costumes. They showed various clips of Sora in an idle animation. Uh, basically the same idle man animation and then switching to different clips from different worlds. And one thing I want to notice about that that's really interesting, at least to me, is that that video was running at 60 frames per second. A locked 60 frames per second. No drops. Oh, that's good. Dang. Just saying dang. Now, I don't know... Now, here's here's the important thing to notice is that we don't know what that was running on. Could have been running. So because of that, I can only assume that it is either either a play, a, a PC, like, you know, uh, running on a PC, like for debug purposes, or it's running on either an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro. I do not think that was running on a base PlayStation 4 or a base Xbox One X. Or a base Xbox One. So, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying you need to go out and run and get one of the enhanced consoles. I'm just saying, keep your ears to the ground and keep your keep your eyes open and look to see what, whenever they finally announce what the upgrades are, See what they are, and if they are things you care about, then consider. Consider, you know, what console you want to play it on. I would just say, you know, based on the footage 
that we have seen based on the showings of Kingdom Hearts 3, it seems like, you know, much like many other games, there might be two paths for where this upgrade can take you. And it could be, you know, several modes that they allow you to have. Kind of like how with Final Fantasy 15, they have several modes you can choose. You know, it seems like, you know, based on the E3 trailers, which were in native 4K, there might be a 4K option or a high-res option, as they might say. So there might be a high-res option, and then there might be a high-frame rate option. So, and that might be something that is exclusive to PS4 Pro and to Xbox One X. If those are things that matter to you, like if you have a really awesome TV and you want to play Kingdom Hearts in 4K... Maybe that's something you want to consider. If you don't really care about that, but you do care about having really high performance and you want to play Kingdom Hearts at 60 FPS, just like you play you know, your Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 on your PS4, if you want to play it the same, at the same frame rate, that's another thing to consider. So I'm not saying buy these things. I'm just saying keep an open mind and keep your ears open and see what those upgrades are going to be. I'm just going to say personally, I have already bought both a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X just in case. You know, and you know what's funny? Yeah. Uh, I've been considering getting an Xbox Xbox One X myself too. I've yeah. Because uh, they sell it at work and I'm looking and I'm like, hmm, should, it, should my first time playing Kingdom Hearts 3 be on PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X? Because I did play Kingdom Hearts three the first time on Xbox One X, and it ran pretty fine to me. Yeah, there's. It's Same. just you have to get used to the controller for it. Yeah, you just have to get used to the controller. That's the only thing. I'll just say personally, because I have both, my game plan right now is on Xbox One X. That's where I think I'm going to play the English version, and then I think I'll buy the Japanese version here for PS4. And then I'll have that one. So I have the Japanese one on PS4 Pro, English one on Xbox One X. So that's that's my current sort of idea there because though I still am of the mind that I want to play the English version first, but I want to play it again in Japanese for Japanese language practice. So I figure it's probably better to do that on PS4 Pro. And it also gives me an excuse to play it on the PS4 Pro to see what the differences are and see how it feels, you know, between each version. So that's just my current game plan. So uh, moving on from there, uh, another person broke out of bounds in the Kingdom Hearts 3 demo at uh, Paris Games Week. And it seems like, uh, I mean, the first time was like a kind of like a lot of speculation. Now that somebody else has done it, now it's like, it's like oh, yep, hmm, this, this, de- this demo's bugged. I makes mean, you wonder how they got out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if you think about it, like this demo has gone to so many different places, and like hundreds and hundreds of people have played this demo, so you're bound to come come across a few bugs. Like, that's just natural. Like, that's that's the whole point of, like, you know, uh, QA, for example. Like, QA, the whole idea about, about QA is you get a bunch of people in a room to play the game, and, find, and by playing the game, you know, they'll find bugs because, you know, it's a lot of people playing it all at once. You know, the chances of them finding something goes up. Same thing in this demo. The more people that play it, the more likely that you're going to find some bugs. And it just so happens that one of these bugs allows you to go out and explore uh, Mount Olympus a little bit more than they expected you to explore it. So that's just, uh, that's just how it is. So it wasn't much, but man, that video that made me so mad. (laughs) I think it made a lot of, I mean, it shocked a lot of people, but at the same time for those who are really wondering what, lies beyond it, it was a total it, it was almost like a rickroll video <laughs> exactly it's almost like a rickroll video so oh man the video it's just like 99 percent of the video it's just this guy recording somebody and he's playing the demo normally like and then five minutes and 30 seconds into the demo the guy holding the camera turns the camera to somebody else and shows that guy already out of bounds 
but the out of bounds area that he's in is an area we've already seen in trailers. And then the guy instantly after having the camera turned on him, pauses the demo. So most of the footage that we see out of bounds is just the guy on the pause screen. And then the rest of the video is just that guy playing the demo normally. That was so frustrating. I was I was like, oh my god, this, this makes me so mad. Because <laughs> what, I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to see how to get out of bounds. And then I was going to go and try to do it myself. But nope. No such luck. Oh well. Oh well. We we got we got less than three months now. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like you know you got you got I don't know LeBron James. He's at he's at the free throw line. He's gonna shoot. You know the the winning point, and then and then you sneeze, and you you know you look down, and then you blow your nose, and you look back up, and everybody's cheering. You didn't you didn't see the you didn't see him make the shot at all. That's what it that's feels exactly like. What it's, that's that's what it feels. It, it just, it's almost like it's it's like it's like about to hit that home run, but then it just drops and then they catch it and it's an out. Yeah. Oh man, that's the worst. Anyway, moving on to to happier news. The Face My Fears single has been announced, and uh, yeah, the 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 single is officially going to be called Face My Fears. So it's based on that. Which makes sense because Chikai has already been featured on an album. So on this track list, they've got four songs. We have the Face My Fears Japanese version. Then it's Chikai. Then Face My Fears English version. And then Don't Think Twice. Which is actually the first time Don't Think Twice is going to be released in English in full on an album. So, you know, it, it, this is this is pretty common. Like, um... You know, uh, Sanctuary, for example, released in kind of a similar situation, but um, it, you know, it was on the what, what was it, the Utada '08 album, whatever that was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. This is the one, and it was this is the one. On, yeah, uh, it was only on the physical CD. It wasn't on the digital album. Yeah, so it's kind. Of, it's kind of like that, but now there's the now it's going to be just a single. They did this also with um, Hikari Ray of Hope mix. They had that one single that had, you know, Hikari Ray of Hope Mix and then also Simple and Clean Ray of Hope Mix on the same track. So that's that's all good. You know, can't wait to hear it. So this is going to release on January 18th, 2019, which I don't know about you, Churro, but that makes me think between now and January 18th, we're probably going to hear Face My Fear somewhere. Do you think it'll be Jump Vista? It could be Jump Festa. Or do you think it could be the, the launch trailer? It could be the launch trailer. It could also be and I don't know if I'm I, I don't know if I like this. If they release this, I am not gonna watch it. I, I'm you know, knock on wood, I will not look. I am going radio silent. I'm sorry, we're not gonna talk about it on the podcast. I'm sorry. But I have a feeling they might go like how they did with zero point two and they might just release the opening on YouTube. And they might oh, just like so? release it in full. They could do it. I mean, they did it before. So if I don't it, know. Like, this two point eight, you know, zero point two is different than Kingdom Hearts three. It is different. I'm just saying they've done it before. And if they do do that, I'm heading for the hills. I'm out of here. Bye. I'm not watching that. No. Also, you know, I've said this public service announcement before in the past, but I think it bears repeating. If you are like me and you hate spoilers and you do not want to be spoiled and you use YouTube and you have a YouTube account, please prior to you going on media blackout, you want to go to your history in YouTube, go to history. There is an option there. Actually two options that you want to look for. You want to delete your history and you want to delete your search history because if you're like me, you have not only both watched Kingdom Hearts videos on YouTube before, but you have also uh, searched for Kingdom Hearts videos on YouTube in the past. So you have to delete both of those. Otherwise, when those ending videos and opening videos and spoilery trailers that Square Enix is going to release, when those finally come out, 
they're all going to get recommended to you. So when when the video that says Kyrie dies comes out and they show the vi- the clip of Kyrie dying, you know, as the thumbnail, don't come cry to me when you forgot to delete your history. Just saying. Delete your history, fools. Don't forget. It's important. This is, an, this is another tip from from Brandon. Yeah, it's another tip. I'll just say uh, as it as an anecdote, I did this for Final Fantasy 15. But I do have several YouTube accounts. So I did it on the one that was my main YouTube account that I used mostly. And then I just didn't use the other ones. Just for fun, after I beat Final Fantasy XV, I went and I checked to see what kind of videos were being recommended to me on that other account. Ending... You know, so-and-so dies. You know that one big death in the middle of the game? Yeah, that was recommended to me. All the bosses, pretty much every video that was on that account that was being recommended to me, every single one of them spoilers for Final Fantasy XV. Wow. Yeah. that that And I beat the game within five days of its release. Maybe less. Maybe like three or four days. And that's when I checked. So... That's how that's how you know far in advance that this you know it can go you know it, it, even as as early as you know just a couple of days out from the game release. Not to mention, Kingdom Hearts Three is releasing early in Japan. Be careful, kids. Don't don't go unprotected. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our last bit of news. Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8's share functionality has now finally been fully unlocked via an, via an update. Yay. That was a surprise. I didn't yeah, think they were ever going to change that. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But I guess it's like, I don't know, the only thing I could think of is like, look, they're really desperate for people to know the story of this game. So what hey. by, by, by any means necessary, get that story out there. Hey, I mean... Atlas still has to remove that for Persona Five. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, for Atlas, they don't care. They they want you to to buy the game and play the game so you can get the story. Uh, Nomura is in more of a dire situation where he's about to release a big old game that nobody's gonna understand. And that's their fault, still. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know, at least at least they're trying. You know, the it's kind of like you know, it's a it's a big building that's on fire, and they're throwing cups of water at it. But at least they're throwing cups of water at it, and not just staring and watching it burn. Right. It's something. So, hey, you gotta appreciate it. So, mainly the big the big thing that was uh, unlocked for share functionality was all the cinematic titles. So that means like three five eight over to the recoded movie uh, back cover things like that. Uh, are, are are finally unlocked. So everything's unlocked. You can share those. Um, Does that include the um, opening and, and and ending with the theme songs? I guess so. I mean, it just says that it was fully unlocked. So I'm guessing that's what it means. I don't. I don't think that means that you can just upload. You know, you know, full recordings of the opening and ending, and not expect to get, you know, copyright strikes on YouTube from Utada. Or muted on on Twitch, but it, it's something, I guess. So uh, just, just just curious. Yeah, it, it's something. Hey, you know, at least we can like you can stream them directly from your console. I, I think maybe that's also part of the thing is like a lot of people that stream have Elgato's, so it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. that, that that's that's how we already streamed three five eight over two was I used just use my Elgato. It didn't matter. So uh, anyway, moving on from there, let's move on to our question segment. Our first question comes from Lewis Duran, and they ask, do you think Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 will ever make it to Xbox One or Switch? What about PC? Eventually they will. I think they're just waiting until after the Kingdom Hearts 3 is released to do yeah. it. Um, yeah. So they can introduce another bundle with Kingdom Hearts three, like a physical bundle. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, as for Switch, Switch is kind of you know the odd, uh, odd one out of it because yeah, you know, it's, you know, even though it can run Unreal Engine four, but it has to be downgraded. I think yep. that's the proper term. Yep, yep. So, um, I don't think 
you know, Square Enix is always known for pushing the boundaries for everything. So I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to want to downgrade something, you know, they're pushing the boundaries for. Yeah, it, it uh, definitely... For the Switch. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be easy. But um, an example of a game that did get released on Switch that is Unreal Engine 4 uh, from Square was um, Dragon Quest Eleven. That did come out on Switch, and it is the full Unreal Engine 4 game. But it did, it did, you know, like you said, it did have to get downgraded a lot. They really downscaled a lot of the lighting uh, for it. But it looks, it looks pretty good. I, I don't think. I mean, it run- I mean, people can, people can argue like Skyrim, Wolfenstein. Yeah. You know, those games are on there. But it's like you know, Skyrim all, was, all, was a PlayStation Three game too. Yeah. So. All, all games are different. Like every game has different requirements. Also, in the case of Dragon Quest Eleven, that's a at the end of the day, that's a turn based RPG. So even if it runs a little bad, it kind of doesn't matter because it's turn-based. But Kingdom Hearts isn't. It's an action game. So, you know, that could be tough. But I guess in terms of... I guess in the case of 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8, the only one that might have the biggest issue would be 2.8 just because it has 0.2 on there. And, and, you know, that's that's, an Unreal Engine 4 game. Uh, In terms of 1.5, 2.5, and then, like, dream drop distance like those those can definitely run on a switch but it yeah and an xbox one for that matter but in the case of those games that's going to take like more of a, a a poor effort for them because that's you know that's running on their custom engine so they don't have anyone to go to for support like at yeah, least especially with, yeah go ahead yeah, at least with Unreal Engine 4, like, Unreal Engine 4 is made by Epic Games, and Epic Games, like, from the get-go, made these games, or made their engine for uh, Xbox and for Switch already, so the the engine's already ported, whereas if Square tries to port 1.5, 2.5, and then, you know, Dream Drop Distance, they've got to port their, their technology by themselves, which... I'm not saying they can't do it. They absolutely can. They have a lot of really talented people there. I'm saying, like, do they want to put the money for towards that? And they might, and they probably will at some point. But again, like you said, Churro, that's all this stuff. Basically, right now, they are 100 million percent focused on Kingdom Hearts 3. Nothing gets in, in their way between them and releasing that game. After yeah, because that, I saw... pretty much anything goes. Because a lot of people gave Square Enix flack for, you know, releasing the story so far, which yeah. is pretty much nothing because all it is it's is, nothing. you know, 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 on, you know, the same disc that you get from buying them separate yep. into one package. Yeah. That's it's, all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. But it, it's, like, at the end of the day, all it's for is it's just so they have something on shelves that's new around Christmas time that's for Kingdom Hearts 3 and you know it's it's at a good price it's like 40 bucks so it, it's like a non-offensive thing like it's just it's just another release of it like if you don't need it great like but for people that you know are confused about getting into kingdom hearts like you can't get any clearer than kingdom hearts the story so far that's the one game that has a clear title it says exactly what it is so can't can't fault them too much for that so uh yeah moving on to the next question uh oh churro can you take this next question yeah this is from firestorm and they write what what recent disney movie do you think has a good chance of being in a feature kingdom hearts game as in one that probably won't be in kingdom hearts 3 so i guess like the the big ones for me are probably going to be moana and zootopia you know just because you know they're like really classic disney movies and you know really cute settings and especially moana like that is just like it's got so many action scenes in it and on top of that it's got like the boat segments which look really cool and ever since like we've seen pirates of the caribbean how that is in kingdom hearts 3 and how they've like you know worked they've already started working on getting like boat physics and animation and controls and battling all that put together like just looking at that and thinking like man like would it be nice to play in the moana world like that would be so cool so that one for sure i don't know about wreck it ralph 
I don't know how well that would work, but Wreck-It Ralph is a summon, so that's that you know that's pretty that's a pretty big deal that he's already a summon in Kingdom Hearts three. Like you know, classically in the past, there's been a lot of movies that you know started as a summon in a prior game, and then in the next game, you know they were uh, they had their own world in it, so that's a possibility. Um, I would also say like Toy Story uh, shows kind of like a good way that they could handle Wreck It Ralph because like the kind of the issue with Toy Story is that it has a lot of like real world toys in it and Wreck-It Ralph also has a lot of real-world games in it. But in the case of Toy Story in Kingdom Hearts, the way they handle it is that a lot of the uh, toys that they have are original designs. In the case of quote-unquote licensed toys, they, they can throw in things like you know Final Fantasy figures, for example, and things like that. So in that case, you know, for Wreck-It Ralph... You know, they could have their own spin on it of them going to game worlds and, hey, this could be the their opportunity to go to a Final Fantasy world for real. <laughs> like, that's probably the only time that would actually make sense is in the case of Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know that they would do that. I don't think they need to. You know, they have there's enough original games in Wreck-It Ralph that they could just focus on those and just forget all the side content or, or, or like licensed characters their licensed characters aren't that important anyway so so yeah i guess yeah, I'm, th- those three what about you churro my i would have to say coco oh yeah coco yeah coco is also I mean, really good i mean coco deals with like you know you know day of the dead yep you know um so it's like, also like a really beautiful movie it is it's very beautiful i i bought it when it came on digital and i watched it yeah, and I cried watching it the first time. And uh, the funny thing is that my younger nephew watches Coco so much that now I like know the entire movie because oh, I've seen it so awesome. many times with them. Yeah, that's a and great then, well, movie. The f- and the funny thing is, is that uh, I mean, well, not the funny thing is, but um, going off of that, like, you know, it would be pretty interesting to use that world to kind of bring somebody who quote unquote died. Yeah, in Kingdom Hearts. That would be cool. So like. Like for, because a lot of people have theories that so and so character is going to sacrifice themselves and all that. And yep. like, can you imagine them in Kingdom Hearts like four or whatever comes out next? Yeah, uses Coco as a way to try to see them or yeah. try to get them out. That would be cool. Like we've seen something similar to that with, um, like how with Santa Claus, for example, the the in Nightmare Before Christmas world, the Santa Claus that is in that world. That is canon, the Santa Claus for the entire universe of Kingdom Hearts. Like, he knows about Sora and Riku. Like, he is the Santa Claus. So, it would also make sense, like, if Coco was a thing, that the land of the dead that they show in Coco, that is the land of the dead for everybody. The only the only weird thing is, you also have Hercules. And they have their own underworld. So, it's like... Is it the same land of the dead? Well, well, well. Their underworld's more like for evil, because you know, because Hades is an evil villain. Yeah, yeah, uh, so. yeah. I guess with Coco, theirs is more for good people. Though he did have access to Orin, and Orin's not necessarily evil. So but, I don't but, know. You know. But his, you can you can make the argument that his soul is kind of like corrupted because of you know his him being a guardian and all that. Yeah. So. Yeah, hard to say, but yeah, that would definitely be cool. I'd love to see that. I, I I could also see that just being like an opportunity to like similar to Orin, you know, a, a, an opportunity to integrate like a a previously dead Final Fantasy character. Maybe Aerith shows Wait. up in there. And it's like Aerith, you were literally alive in Kingdom Hearts. What happened? I got Sephiroth got me. Oh no. Oh man, could you imagine if in Kingdom Hearts 3 that's the big plot thing for Cloud and Sephiroth is Cloud, uh, uh, Sephiroth finally actually kills Aerith in Kingdom Hearts? That'd be crazy, because she's still alive as far uh, as we know. That would be crazy, but would they that would really be crazy. do it? I don't, I don't think they would do it. Like, you know, we recently saw uh, the ESRB for Kingdom Hearts 3 did get released, 
So it was listed as fantasy violence. I would think that would count as actual violence. Like, right? Yeah, that's that would be, be like T ready T for teen then. Yeah, for sure. That's that's uh, no less than T for teen. So, yeah, but that would be cool, I guess. Like, that would be a really like really hardcore way to like kick off that. Like, that would really make you want to kill Sephiroth for sure. Even so we've uh, done it so many times now. Yeah, even though we've done it already, like if you need like a new reason, that would be a hell of a reason. So, anyway, moving on from there, uh, this next one comes from Count Con, and they ask if Kingdom Hearts had its own ride at Disneyland, what kind of ride would you want it to be? I've been saying this for so many years, and I've been telling so many people this. But yeah, I would love to take the Star Tours and replace it with the Gummy Ship Experience. And just have this giant yeah. movie, interactive movie of the gummy ship. You know, you could have, you know, like you, like Chip and Dale pop up in screen telling you, look out, there's so-and-so coming. Yeah. And then you, like, Donald and Goofy and Sora would also pop in and make comments about where you're going and stuff. Yeah, and that, then would, there's also, that would have been so oh, cool. It, it, it definitely fits within the whole thing, you know? Yeah. You had it with you had it with Star Tours, you had it with uh, Michael Jackson's... Uh, EO. What was the name of it? Captain EO. Yeah, Captain EO. You know, then the gummy ship would definitely work with it. And not only that, but like Star Tours, that's really old. For one, it's really old. For two, they're working on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and that's sep- like Star Wars is uh, Star Tours is separate from that. So it's going to be all by itself. It's this really old ride. It needs an update. Like that would be a great update for it. Like Kingdom Hearts would fit perfectly in Tomorrowland. Like that. Like it's right next to like the Buzz Lightyear stuff and all that, and, and, then, and that was gonna be my next thing too. That Buzz Lightyear ride where you um, have the lasers and you shoot targets. Yeah, you, you could definitely do. Like, you could definitely do with like Sora's gun blasters, you know, and shoot at yep. Heartless that'll pop up. That's and another. Stuff. That would be that's another option. A good one. Yeah, um, go, going off of that, like at uh, Universal Studios in Japan, they recently had a, I don't know if they still have it, but they have a, like a Final Fantasy-themed uh, ride at, at Universal in Japan, and it is actually running in real time. Like, it is a real-time 3D game, technically, running on Unreal Engine 4. And actually, recently, like, I want to say in, like, maybe March of this year around that time, there was a lot of people saying, oh, look, there's, like, new screenshots of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it was actually just, like, shots and assets that came from that ride because it, it also runs on Unreal Engine 4. So uh, the the panel that they were talking about it at, it was using that. So, you know, they could, in that case, they could have, like, an interactive kind of ride kind of like that but you know use you know kind of i think the ride is similar to like how you're saying with the buzz Lightyear ride where you like ride through it and you can like shoot at stuff in it i think it's like that yeah so in that case they could literally make it like a mini game like developed in unreal engine 4 using assets straight from the game and just like pop them in like make it just like you make a regular you know kingdom hearts game and you know populate it with a bunch of disney characters you could even go to a bunch of disney worlds like you can make it like a really like crazy disney focused thing so that even people that aren't like don't really know what kingdom hearts is like they'll get to go to all these like really beautiful representations of disney worlds and like fight heartless and like shoot at them and like that that might be a really good introduction to people about what Kingdom Hearts is. So, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, it, that's good. At the very at the very least, it's way better than that Kingdom Hearts VR thing that they that they showed off before. Uh, I mean, we we can't really say anything until it comes out. So yeah, when is that coming out anyway? <laughs> is that supposed to be out this month? Uh, when they said December. Okay, December. So next month, we'll see how that goes. I'll just say the, the, what we saw did not look good. Can you, you know you know that uh, Hall of Presidents they have at the Disney yeah. Can you imagine having like like how like they they do one based on Master Xehanort's plan? <laughs> the, the Hall of Xehanorts. 
Hall of Xehanorts and just like animatronic like Xehanorts, all the different oh my the God. organization members. That would be pretty funny. That would be hilarious. Like that. Oh man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> the Hall of Xehanorts. Well, it'd be the Hall of Xehanorts, then the Hall of Soras, all the people that are actually Sora. And then now, the new the new hotness, the Hall of Rikus, because we literally have three Rikus now. I, I think if we have a Hall of Rikus, I don't think people would want to leave. Yeah, too, there's too many of these halls. They'll just they'll just stay there and admire, you know, Riku and his muscles. His, yeah, exactly. Muscles. So I think that's uh, I think that's good. So moving on to our music segment, our music for this episode is a cover of Ventus theme on guitar. So this is uh, by Evan Fingerstyle on YouTube. So this is uh, a, a type of guitar playing called fingerstyle guitar playing. It's kind of like Latin guitar playing influenced. It's really cool. So it's like basically one guy plays the song by himself on one guitar. It's really cool. Definitely wow. check it out. And check him out on YouTube. He's got a lot more covers of, of, of Kingdom Hearts songs uh, and, and other anime and video game and final fantasy songs evans finger style on youtube uh and our next episode will be for the 20th of november and as always if you guys like the show please subscribe to final fantasy and kingdom hearts union on the itunes store just search for kingdom hearts and we're number one. Oh yeah and of course you can catch every episode at kingdomheartsunion.com or kingdom hearts union's twitter which is Union. And remember, as always, if you guys like the show and you want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash ffkhunion and consider supporting us there. And if you guys have any questions to ask us on the show, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Chiro, it is that time again. It is goodbye time. Again? Yep, again. But you know what that means? What's that? It's time to time to hit the old dusty trail. Head back to New Austin. And saddle New up Austin. again and get back on my horse. And go go. I, th- I thought uh there was time to go back to our holes into working on Mars News shows up again. Uh, oh yeah. Well yeah. That's basically what it is. Basically, I'm just gonna go back to play some more Red Dead and then we're gonna wait to see if any more Kingdom Hearts news comes out. And uh yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much my life for the next few months, I guess, until Kingdom Hearts three releases. Can't believe can't yep. believe it. We're almost there. Almost there. Uh I, was... I'll Yeah, I'll just say that uh as of right this second, I have uh, I have an app. By the way, highly recommend this app. Not a sponsor. Called Days Until. You can put in any date, and it will tell you how many days until that date. So, for example, Kingdom Hearts releases as of the, the recording of this episode, uh, which is uh, September. Oh no, not September. November fourth. Uh, it is eighty six days, Juro. Eighty six days until Kingdom Hearts three. Seems like a long time away, but hey, it'll it'll go by quicker than you think. God, I remember when uh, the first time we got like an estimation was you know D two three two thousand seventeen. Yeah, we got the coming two thousand eighteen. Then then comes the orchestra concert from June, where we got the official date. Yeah, that was like seven months ago. Now we're yeah. doing three, less than three now. Less than three. Oh boy, so. I would just say, like, you know, make your plans now of what you want to do before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, before your before your lives get absorbed by Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, try, try, try to prepare. I'm, I'm just, I'm more afraid of what to do after after I'm done playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, what are we going to do? We'll, we'll have to see. So, anyway, Terrell, say your goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us again. You know, it's always a pleasure. Yep. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. <laughs>